0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. It is the May 12th, 2018 edition. Joining me today, we first got James Galizio. Hello. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm glad to have you back. Actually, it's very important that you're here because we have something big to talk about in the news, but I also want to introduce my other guest, uh, Adam Reese.
1: Hello, how are you? Hey,
0: uh, so yes, we've got two re- returning guests after they've taken a little bit of a break from the podcast, but it's nice to have you both back, uh, but that's- yeah, that's it's a the wonder thing. what
1: wisdom teeth extraction- Yeah,
0: you've <laughs> been obviously out of uh, capacity for a bit there. How was it? How was the recovery on
1: that? Oh, it's fine. I mean, I, I, like you get depressed and stuff because you're not used to eating so little and such specific stuff, but after a while, you start getting that feeling back and- and start eating normally again, and everything's back to normal.
0: <laughs> That's good to hear. What, what was your first thing you had b- when your uh, mouth was back to normal? What was the
1: first uh, thing you ate? Uh, well, first, uh, had some tacos. Oh, actually, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, I, I first. although uh, well, I guess the first thing I really had was uh, fries and tater tots. Just that soft, but also a little crispy, you know, a little crunch. Just uh, side dishes, pretty much, and then making my way up to. Now I can pretty much eat what I usually eat, just have to be a little careful on the harder stuff, but that's about it.
0: Doesn't sound like it took you that long to recover. Uh, like people probably instill some fear and you think it was gonna be a lot longer, but it sounded like it only took you yeah. about a little less than a week.
1: Yeah, just about six days, uh I started I was getting back to normal. I was like after a few days I was like, you know, just I need to start like eating normal again or I'm just gonna like get like real tired of all this just ice cream and oatmeal, ice cream and oatmeal. <laughs>
0: It's, that's not so bad, I guess. But that, if that's yeah. the only thing you're eating, that's not good. So that's. Yeah, after
1: a while, just when that's all you can eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah.
2: Whenever see. I'm sick, ironically, the, le- the one thing I want to eat the least is soup.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's That was kind of like me. I mean, I don't get sick that often, but even then, it was like that That stuff's a little heavy. <laughs> I guess it's because <laughs> the type of soup I enjoy is like, you know, like with, having the starch, like potato soup uh, is, is up there or gumbo or something like that. And that just does not work for me. I just go
1: with to the town on crackers. That's all I like saltines. Like I just have all that. Load it up.
0: I mean, that's uh, that's perfectly fine. Of course, that's the best part of yeah. enjoying soup. Uh, but that's good to hear that you're feeling fine. Obviously, that'll be like a long term appreciation that you don't have to deal with your wisdom teeth uh, crowding up yeah. and hurting you. Uh, so
1: it wasn't a problem for me for crowding up. It was more cleaning. But yeah, it's just it'll take a uh, several months before everything's back to normal. But for now, I can start eating some normal stuff
0: uh yeah uh so yeah. good to have you back though and, and uh all things considered yeah. it helps so, that i actually played
1: rpg so i can actually participate without like just sitting on the sidelines yeah
0: you did talk about that you're mostly playing dynasty warriors i know how uh, much uh, how big you are into that series so even with
1: yeah even well, despite how awful that game is i just i can't help myself i have to uh, beat it get uh red hair and all that stuff that amount and all that stuff and it's just I can't I can't help myself. I'm I, I playing Warriors of Troy for Christ's sakes.
0: Yeah, that's so I mean, obviously, uh all things considered, as long as the gameplay is addictive, it's kinda hard to leave those games behind. But let's yeah. actually get into um the podcast proper here and talk about the games that we've been playing. So since I was just chatting with you, so uh aside from Dynasty Warriors, it does look like you've been playing some other games. So you actually I saw you shared a screenshot of this, but you've been getting back into Diablo three.
1: Yeah, uh I finally like uh, a friend of mine on another Discord was like, I have nobody to play with. And I was like, "On well, am what? And it's like, Diablo 3. I was like, you know, I never actually got around to playing the Necromancer class of that game. So I was like, I decided to finally boot it up and try it out for myself. And because I'm mostly familiar with the Diablo 2 Necromancer and a bit of like that uh, witch doctor from Diablo 3 that was kind of taking over the Necromancer role. But they finally like, like it's been a year or two since they introduced it. But I finally got into it and... uh Yeah, I can tell the difference between like Diablo two, Necromancer, and Diablo three. Like you don't, for one thing, you don't get as many skeletons following you around as you used to. Like I think you only get like I'm not sure if it ever increases, but uh, at what I'm at, it's only like what five or six. I think six uh, skeletons follow you around, and uh, you just like you have these timed uh, spells you can use to uh, summon. I didn't I uh was following a build that was just like leveling based so uh skeleton mages it was just some kind of uh it was a trigger thing that it would only stick around for like 10 seconds and you can summon up to 10 of those but Jeez. those skeleton mages were pretty much taking care of business and, like really wearing down every boss like diablo was it was a piece of cake with just getting a bunch of skeletons and a bunch of uh skeleton majors and there's this curse that you can get when you're a necromancer that like uh not only does it make like if you have certain talents equipped it makes things better but uh it's uh at 10 health the enemy instantly dies and so like even bosses were like uh, weak to that so like just fighting all these enemies and suddenly they're just dying like before their health is all the way depleted. It was kind of shocking sometimes, like especially with like things like Diablo, like I do know where he just immediately dies. I
0: mean, that's <laughs> the thing. It's like, I remember playing, I, we both played a lot of Diablo two and the uh, yeah. you know, Necromancer was that, was the Necromancer in the base or was the Lord of Destruction, the expansion? <laughs>
1: it was in the base the uh, lord of destruction like the druid and the assassin that's right i i don't know if
0: i don't think we ever got around to playing that at least as a as a family but uh speaking of which uh that lord uh, that curse of tristram uh the mod that is looking to recreate uh, diablo 2 lord of destruction instead of the starcraft 2 map editor it went into public
1: testing this weekend do you think you're going to give that a try of course, I mean Diablo Two is like pretty much like my one of my favorite of all our, uh hack and slash style RPGs, that oh, yeah. kind of Help running around stuff. Yeah, and it just uh, I think if it can do it well, a good enough job, like i'm almost kind of ex- expecting like when i told a friend of this she even said like okay how long before blizzard steps in takes it down and decides to do their own diablo 2 like they did with World of warcraft eh, and... it's
0: kind of different though considering there's a ton of mods for diablo 2 already that exist and for starcraft 2 I, I think for, and in this case it, and it's it's the difference between that and actual private servers that are using their you know software and such so
1: yeah i'm sure uh well uh since uh, i I wanna at least like read up on it first, because if it's just gonna be like uh I don't know how much they're gonna like kind of call back to what Diablo Two was or if they're just gonna try to like give you the feeling of being in Diablo Two like I don't know how well it'll match it, but I think that uh yeah, I'll give it a try i mean i uh have a few other games I'll be mean to play, but I'm sure i'll uh I'll put some time aside for that mod
0: I mean since we're on the topic actually. This is something that we posted up on the site the other day uh the fact that uh, amelilia i'm trying to say the name it's like amelilia uh this user created a mod that actually installed a HD graphics instead of Final Fantasy Eleven. I know you were playing that yeah. recently for quite some time. Yeah.
1: Uh, I actually uh, I actually just resubscribed earlier this month because I, I've been meeting – like I kept talking about it with some people on this other Discord server, and it's like, you know what? I'm just going to reinstall it. Yeah. <laughs> and even though, like, two, three days I, yeah, to do it. <laughs> yeah. It took a long-ass time yes. to reinstall Final Fantasy Eleven. Like I don't know why, but – it's like first you install the game, then you get into the game, and now it has to update the game when you're trying to launch Final Fantasy XI through the Play Online Viewer, and that just took overnight.
0: That's the thing, like uh, people who don't know, it's that so obviously this was uh, Final Fantasy 11 came out around the time that it was still new to have like online services on the PlayStation 2 and so yeah it, even it like that. even the
1: like trailer for Play Online was like hey you can chat with other people you can listen to music you can do this wow I mean, it was
0: trying to make it like a big online service and that just clearly didn't happen uh, but yeah. like if you beta tested All like we did letters. they would send you a, a cop like a hard drive because it required it in order to run it it was one of those fear like exclusive it, it required the hard drive in order to run I yeah even think the like power. beta
1: even the beta testers were giving like they got free copies of final fantasy like a few choice ones like our uh zach and i's brother he got a copy of final fantasy 11 for the playstation 2 that included the hard drive and we were all jealous
0: yeah yeah we still have that box too Uh, yeah but um the store wires and stuff now (laughs) yeah it's the thing where it's like um Unless you buy the most recent edition of Final Fantasy Eleven, uh, like the the package, uh, which I don't remember the last one that came out. It's probably like a few years ago. It was the,
1: uh... Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was like Winds of Something. Uh it was the one that included the Rune Fencer and the I think the Geomancer and uh, let me look it up for a second. Like, and you you know, can... I,
0: well, I mean, I just want—I mean, it's—it's it's not really important. It was more just the fact that so when you think about it, you're back then it was a pain in the ass uh, because you had to install the updates, uh, which would be running on these servers that were like scattered out, like they weren't really very local. I mean, it was hard to, hard to uh, download updates. But then if you think about it, yeah. now we're talking about like 15 years later, having installed all the client updates since the game's release. Uh, there's a ton. And
1: of all these free package updates like a crystalline prophecy. And all that stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah the, the last uh, expansion, is, it's called. Yeah, the last expansion was called Seekers of Adeline. That's yeah. that's the one, adeline That's that's the one I was
0: thinking of. But if that's yeah. how you put out to the course, yeah, yeah, that's that's it's. It, I mean, this was actually notorious about the time the game came out. It's that you would be spending about six to twelve hours installing all the updates and everything, even back then. And so that put off a lot of yeah. people from the game itself.
1: But especially it sounds like the base game came yeah. with like Rise of Zalert.
0: Is
2: there a raid boss yeah. in Final Fantasy Eleven that took like an absurd amount of time to actually beat? I think
0: it was Pandemonium. Yeah, but they no, it, screwed up. Uh, it's yeah. that they were doing it like the really slow way, I guess, because some people came back later and played it themselves and were able to be like a like more than like less than a fraction of the time that it took them to do it. I think it's that they were doing it like the slowest way possible i think it was I, I don't remember yeah
1: it was it's it's kind of like brings to mind the thought of like attacking uh a creature that's only weak to magic that kind of thing yeah, of like using you're just way doing way. it a long way when there's obviously enough but it's hard to tell like i don't know if they changed it after that came to light they, or i think if, they
0: did i think that's also yeah. part of it because pe- yeah there were stories about how people were getting dehydrated uh getting, getting sick. hospitalized like yeah like exhausted uh it, it's it's like a whole group of them and they were, there were stories about that. I, I'm, I actually now that I think about it. I think they did, uh, nerf it after a while because of that, those stories. But even then, I think that other people were talking who were also participating at the time. I think they were like the first group to try it out. I think other people tried it and they said that it wasn't supposed to be that difficult. <laughs> I think it's just, yeah,
1: they, the, um, I'm reading up on it now and it's like this. God, final fantasy 11 boss causes vomiting takes 18 hours to beat yeah that's... and it, the name of the boss was named absolute virtue yeah
0: that's because there was like multiple enemies like multiple boss uh forms and everything yeah was, like, people trying to the take final it. boss so it's uh they just screwed up early but yeah I was, I was curious because i saw the comparison pictures for that and so do you? i know you've of course used mo- you've used like you <laughs> know cert, uh, client-side mods for the game itself are you going to <laughs> yeah. give that a try
1: yeah, I mean, like, Windower, which used to be this program that would just, like, allow you to play in windowed mode, because if you tried to play full screen Final Fantasy Eleven and all tapped, it would crash the game. They made it so they could, like, and for a while, Square would, like, actually, like, you'd get in trouble with uh, cheating if you, uh, it, it would have trouble with cheating if you were, like, using Windower. Uh, but, um, after a while, like, when I finally got back to the game after years of being away, um th- they would have these add-ons and plugins of stuff like uh have uh, being able to like uh uh uncap the frame rate so you can write around it's like 60 frames per second and yeah. um and uh there's all these like things like a, a mini uh one of my most uh, one of my favorite add-ons in the uh in window is this thing that like you know there's, there's locked Chests all over the, when that can drop from enemies, and you have to put in a certain uh, combination between 1 and 99, I believe. And uh, this add on would like uh, remove the ones you got tips that said that, that, that they couldn't be like the first number is odd, so let's get rid of all these ones that have evens and uh it would just narrow it down and give you a percentage chance of which one it was like it wasn't always accurate but i i like kind of i use that to its fullest because i wouldn't have to write everything down
0: that's pretty helpful especially yeah it's like the the it's a lot of gambling in that game, uh, trying to figure out what the role is supposed to be, but uh, I do remember a lot of very helpful things about that back when I was yeah. playing it not too long ago. Uh, so yeah, uh, The mini-map, I, having that in uh, a little tiny yeah. little, uh, little thing you can drag around. I think I showed it
1: up to you and Sam and the uh, yeah. and our other brothers when I was playing, I just show you guys that, yeah, like, look, there's this kind of uh, countdown clock, the, the, school, the skill uh, cooldown meter and all these things that they just add in through window and uh, but getting back to what you originally said, as um, I actually um, put the files, I actually I already like downloaded the uh, updates last night, and I planned on uh, playing it today. So uh, when this is over, I'll probably go ahead and play some of it.
0: Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, it's
1: significant work was done, and I'm. Not- it kind of reminds me of like Fantasy Star Online, and somebody like redid Forest and stuff, and. Like, it was such a different experience, and I wonder if, like, this uh, new graphical overhaul would give me the same experience.
0: Oh, yeah, Blue Burst, the PC version of yeah. Finance Star Online, yeah. Talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the great thing about the modding community, able to do all that stuff. And it helps, once again, that this is client-side stuff, so they can do a lot
1: of work with it. Uh, same with yeah, Star one Star of those.
0: Star too, so yeah.
1: Yeah, one of those window where, uh, add-ins actually makes it so, like, you can change the look of your character client-side. So if you didn't like being an elven or a human or a Hume, you could make it so you look like a, like a Taro Tower or a Galkin, and like everyone else would see you normally, but you could just change how you look so you can see how your armor looks in a different uh, race and stuff like that.
0: That's pretty awesome. I love that stuff. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah. it, it, it's different because everyone else sees it like that, but if you're going to be staring at something for hours on end, days on end in some cases, uh, it's nice yeah. to be able to
1: make those adjustments. Change your character's uh, a face and gender and would race they are and stuff like that but it's all yeah. client side so yeah pretty healthy
2: texture packs are pretty awesome mods i remember playing through uh, a backup actual backup <laughs> i have a wee copy of uh, xenoblade but playing through it on dolphin yeah, with the i HG played that too pack, Yeah, yeah. it's really well done
1: yeah i, I like uh, changing the character portraits so that they uh look a little better and uh oh those h and making everything i like getting rid of a lot of the jagged edges and uh, Xenoblade, because that was like a the, the grass that, is a big thing for me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty incredible. So, I mean, it's it's amazing seeing that the work that's being done for for those games. Uh, you know, like I, and you were talking about like the quality of life updates. It makes me wonder just how significant that Final Fantasy 11 remake that Nexon's working on is supposed to be, because that's definitely still in development. Because apparently, um. As soon as last year's G-Star, which is like uh, South Korea's version of E3, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was around that time, in fact, uh, uh, Yoshida, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, he said that that's still in development. He he wouldn't say anything further about it, but it said that, you know, uh, they're focused on 14 stuff still and that they'll have news to share regarding that remake soon. So that's good to hear.
1: Uh, I hope it's not just a mobile game, though. I'm hoping it's... it'll like get pushed to PC, but if not, then, oh, well. I mean, it's, it is, it is, but it's also like a, uh,
0: it's Final Fantasy Eleven still, so it's not like it's it's going to be completely void of all those benefits and all, so uh, hopefully we'll hear, see more about that, but there were a few screenshots that were shared, and that looks about what I expected so, uh, yeah uh, and last game I see that you're on here, speaking of online games and mobile games, in fact, uh, you're playing
1: that Mobile Story 2 beta Maple Story 2, yeah uh, it's, um it's it's like uh it kind of reminds me of like playing Dragon Quest Builders of running around and the camera pulled back and stuff and everything's cube like it it's not like a level of Minecraft cubes it's more like the entire environment is made up of like these distinct blocks put together to make the environment so like a building would be made out of like uh it seems like just like a it would just boxes. make out cubes yeah, yeah well it's sort of voxels, but it, at a grander scale. It's like, you're, you're standing on one cube and you walk to the next cube kind of thing. Oh. I mean, it's not like it's not like that kind of jilted movement, but it's more like that uh, every cube is like made up of like what one character could fit on kind of thing. And so uh, you would be running around and uh, uh, you'd a lot of the environment is destructible so you could like take down fences and barrels and stuff and they'd be they'd respawn shortly thereafter and uh, there's not a lot to the game like it's I know it's in closed beta but at the same time like it's obviously released in Korea already and the game isn't going to change much uh, maybe a class added here or there but for the most part uh, it's it doesn't have much going for it like, yeah, the gameplay is pretty like just uh... oh, one of the things I like about actually the UI in that game is that it borrows the Final Fantasy 14 of way of like if you use the gamepad, it has like those uh, icons put at the north, south, east, west directions on both start times. It's kind of like that kind of gamepad layout for the uh, skill bars and all that. So that that it, it's always nice to see that in a MMORPG. And Maple Story Two obviously borrowed that from you know the likes of Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah. but Maple Story Two, um, not much to it right now. Did you not did you play that. the original Maple Story? Yeah, I actually played it last fall because uh, again I have this habit of trying to uh, make people happy that are playing the game and have nobody to play with, so I jump in there and I uh, actually leveled up to like uh, I can't remember if it was like a seventy five or a hundred and seventy five, but. I did like a I uh, made a dark knight character which is like pretty much like one of the best characters uh, classes you could play at the moment and it uh or at least that's what I thought that uh, but and I never ended up playing with the other person cuz they seemed to pretty much like ignore me <laughs> so oh, well, I stopped well, they, sure they never responded that's to me good. or really wanted to play so after a while I just kind of left it behind but yeah, I did play a plenty of Maple Story. I had some interesting story, like some uh, they had like some a um, uh, line of missions that was uh, pretty, um, I think, pretty well pretty well written. So I'm hoping Maple Story two doesn't like seem as shallow as it does right now. I think I hope it evolves, but right now it there's not much to it other than like uh, spamming the same attacks over and over that. Uh, so it has some interesting dialogue choices. Like uh this one guy would tell you a story and it would use a cutscene where it painted him in this glorious light of like, Oh, I did everything I could. It's like and it it comes back and your only response is something lines lines of um, I totally believe your <laughs> true and not at all <laughs> nonsense story. Obviously he's trying to make himself look better than yeah. what he is. That's pretty great. Yeah, like it just like it's uh it just you could see right through him that he's like lying about what happened, and like you could you even saw the other side of the story within that mission, but it just i think it just kind of played out like he was just telling you about how awful this person was when it was obvious he was being he was being framed for it, and it was like yeah i I can see where you're coming from here." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the kind
0: of interesting thing about those, like, a lot of those types of games, is that the story can sometimes help lift the experience somewhat. Because uh, I remember a game called Dragon Nest uh, that I played. Yeah, yeah, I
1: played, I actually played that as well. So, yeah, that, that, like, the a while ago, was actually yeah. all
0: right. Yeah, it was better than I expected it to be.
1: Yeah, it's like one of those things where like you could just uh, find a diamond in the rough. The game itself might not be the diamond, but there might be a moment or two in there that you'll see that uh just mix up for a lot of the kind of drudgery of those kind of games yeah, yeah. I mean, to
0: be fair like uh sorry uh, not to talk over you james but like the final fantasy 14 beta was missing a lot of features until it went live like a, a lot of the cutscenes and stuff like that so that could also be potentially the issue there
1: yeah and speaking of final fantasy 14 i did play i have been playing it a little bit more i haven't. i actually haven't really touched 11 because the person i planned on playing it with is waiting for that uh login campaign to continue which i think it starts on the 16th for final fantasy 11 so people that had a previous subscription can play for like a week or two Uh, so i'm waiting for that to start up to have people to play with but 14 i i started this thing called palace of doom which is like this thing that was added a couple uh, years ago but i never got around to playing it it's just kind of like this kind of roguelike experience where you get sent to this uh uh dungeon like area where it's a roguelike where um you start off at level one, and you pick up items on the way. That uh, I mean, you don't get like a better weapon and weapons and armor because your weapon and armor is the same, but it levels up. So, and then you pick up these items that enhance your strength and stuff. And uh, the skills you have are unlocked as you get to the level where you would have been able to do it in the real game. And uh, yeah, it has this kind of weird old school feel too, because like when it, your character sheet is like. Uh, old school like uh, blue background white uh, grid uh, thing and it's like you have a
0: Super Nintendo Final Fantasy style
1: yeah yeah and like you save your progress progress on this kind of you the way you save your progress is like save one save two and it's like in those blue bars as well from like the SNES Final Fantasy games and I didn't
0: hear about that I didn't see anything about this I mean I don't I'm planning on getting back into 14 eventually like I only played the beta for that uh James actually, did you play any 14?
2: Uh, no, uh, a few friends of mine have played it and I've been kind of thinking about maybe playing it eventually, but yeah. uh, I don't know. it just keeps getting to the point where uh, right now they're playing a Soul Worker on Steam that for you to play Korean MMO with a very bad
0: translation. Oh, Soul Worker, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a little bit of that and I'm like, meh, it's not for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, that's, that's a crazy thing about 14 is that there was also this... Uh, one of the cool things that uh, yesterday there was a live letter uh, for 14 that Yasumi Matsuno, the director of Final Fantasy Tactics, was on. And he was showing off the original game design script for Tactics uh, because, of course, he's involved in this Return to Ivalice uh, campaign that's going on right now in, in Final Fantasy 14. And so uh, there were some great shots of him looking at that script. And you can see a lot of the things like the uh, the status screen of the characters, like the drawings, of course, uh, uh, from uh f- from the from the the game itself but also like the concept art <laughs> it just looked fascinating to see that stuff and just yeah, knowing that and showing like turn
1: and showing like uh art of like the archer from final fantasy tactics and how they made armor based off that into final fantasy 14 yeah so. they took
0: it they lifted some of that stuff and moved it over directly to there because yeah that's some of the cool stuff you can get from the from the update is of uh, return to Avalice is that art uh from uh, excuse me armor and weapons and things like that from tactics
1: so yeah and and, and and so forth so uh so I'd recommend anyone playing 14 or interested in 14 uh try out the palace of doom because i as far as I know there's no like i think people like, I've seen people, like, at low level playing that stuff. It doesn't really matter that... Because you get these, like... It's not like you can choose which actions and skills you get when you level up. It's all there. So all you have to do is just assign it. And um, you uh, you get, like... You start off, like, a level 1 to 10, and then you get to 11 to 20. And every time you get you just, uh, it's kind of ridiculous how fast you level up sometimes, because I like, almost like two level ups back-to-back, back, so yeah. <laughs> musical steam playing like every other second almost, and sounds very addictive, and, that's the kind of thing yeah, I, it,
0: I like most about Roguelikes
1: yeah, so if anyone's interested, yeah Palace of Doom, you have to uh first go to uh you have to finish a quest first that introduces you to it, that's in uh what's it called, that it's that uh town where the uh oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's
0: been about two, three years since I played the game, so I couldn't say.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those starter towns where like the Moogles and the other people were, so uh it's 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 pretty interesting stuff. Uh I just have to uh get through it sometime and uh enjoy it. Yeah. As it were. That's cool. I uh,
0: definitely want to give it a try sometime soon. So James, now Yo. we get to talk about uh, a game that you played that I can actually relate to because I barely we're played it at all, despite the talk. fact that I own <laughs> it. Um, you were playing to <laughs> Utero Romano Mask of Deception.
2: Yep. I actually started playing it a little bit when I was out of town last month for a family wedding. Um, decided, well, it's going to be on a plane ride. Probably a good thing to, good excuses. I need to finally start playing through it. And, uh, play is a bit of a strong word there are moments where you have control for a tactical rpg section but it's basically a visual novel
0: yeah that's really
2: what it is um nice art very nice art great music uh so far the story is pretty good i'm only about 15 hours into it not sure how long the entire game is and i do know i tend to play through these games a bit faster than most people so i'm not sure if i'm like halfway through or third of the way through how many, many hours are you in uh like 15 hours you gotta waste
0: <laughs> this, is, this is what this is what i talked about in my review for mask of truth because i reviewed mask of deception for people who don't know but uh it's the uh, fact that i didn't get around to beating it because um uh, it goes on for a bit but yeah yeah it makes it worth oh, it. I'll tell you that much. Like that, it yeah. may seem longer, but it's like it's it gets really damn good uh, the longer you play. So at least a month.
2: Looking forward to it. Uh, not much more I can say about that, considering again, pretty early on in the game. It's and it's still in that slice of life section of it. I feel like. Um,
0: yeah, yeah I, I just like the fact that you don't – that's the problem that I have with some other visual novels out there. It's the fact that you're. there's a good chance you're going to miss something if you don't look at it. Like if you miss a scene, like you decide to go like two different paths, in this case sometimes four different paths. If you choose one in this game, you get to see that, but then you can continue on and see all the other scenes as well. So you never miss out on any content. You don't have to replay the game to find something you didn't get to see the first time around. So I, I really appreciated having that given to me. So despite the fact, like, I don't know if you know this yet, but yeah, whenever it presents you with a scene, you always have the option to go back and watch the, the last one that you had the option for. So uh, I, think, yeah, I think that's what like, appreciate the story more.
2: Yeah. Like the only options you really get in the visual novel sections, it'll be like, Oh, what do you want to view next? And then there's like, up to like four different options you can choose, and then once you exhaust like one tree, because each of them is like a different kind of side story almost. Yeah. Then you can watch the others, and you won't actually um, continue the main story until you've like exhausted all of those options almost.
0: Exactly, so. that's I think that's what I like I like a lot, just because the you can really soak the story in, you know, and get really used to what's happening to the characters, and really get to know them that way. That's just yeah. one of the things I appreciated most
2: also uh, been a while since I've watched the adaptation for the first not uh, first game the anime adaptation, oh, but it's yes. interesting seeing the uh um the connections to the previous story and all that still not sure quite like how many years like what the time span is between the two especially when you when you hear that
0: don't spill like, it. If, if it's if it's if
2: it's, yeah no no especially when you hear early on in the game that like characters can live to be like around two hundred or even older so it's like oh mm. uh, yeah.
0: uh, it's it's interesting to note the fact that like um uh, uh the game itself like so, uh, that they released the game. Uh, the, so they made a remake of the original Utau Romano, uh, <laughs> and it came out the same day that the game celebrated its its birthday. So, uh, that was like just a couple weeks ago. So the game's been out in Japan. The remake they just took the uh, engine from Mask of Deception of Truth and, and Mask of Truth, uh, and and remade the original game. So I hope that Alice announces a localization for that sometime soon as well, because that'd be pretty great. But yeah. considering how long it took for those two games to get here, I don't. Well...
2: know For Mask of Truth, the wait was only, like, less than a year.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's it's because, yeah, they they were, like, in Japan, they were, like, a year apart. But for us in America, yeah, it was a much shorter span for sure. Well, I mean, no,
2: like, if you look up the uh, original Mask of Truth release date in Japan and compare it to the... I'm
0: sorry. I, so, I
2: mean, it wasn't that much of a weight It just was a bit more of a wait for Mask of the I'm I'm still shocked they even brought it over to begin with. To be honest,
0: no, no, trust me. Like the day they announced it, I was kind of losing my mind because it's definitely one of those. Because I played that the original game, uh, the fan translated version, back in like in college, and so this was like 2007, 2008, and so I was kind of shocked <laughs> the fact that that uh, was announced at all. But I would love to see an official localization because as good as the English one, uh, the fan version one is. I, it could for all i know may have missed out on some important uh information yeah. on that so
2: worth noting that the localization for mask inception so far is honestly one of the best localizations for a game i've ever read it's was really t- it's good.
0: crazy when you think about what happened to person like i, I, I yeah <laughs> i
2: remember has. uh um a few months ago, there was a, someone I follow on Twitter. Like He did like a review of like the translation for Mask of Truth, Mask of, Mask of Deception. And he said that even if you know Japanese, he'd recommend people read the localization because it was that good.
0: It's so. crazy. And I actually had the people that worked on that follow me on Twitter because I kept saying good things about it. So they, they tracked me down uh, aside from the <laughs> review. But, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about that because of a year in 2017 – where There was controversy around the w- effort that went into localizations. I mean, just like last, last week, we were talking on the podcast about Dunger Moba V3, how they had separate editors assigned to each character that that was a mess. And the Persona 5, of course, they had like a whole bunch of people uh, on one project like that, like when it wasn't the case with Persona 4, uh, which ended up causing a mess. I mean, the only other example you can have from that year that the localization was really strong was probably like Yakuza 0, you know. Charles like, of, the sky, of course, the third. You know?
2: Okay. Trolls in the Sky at third also came out last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Yakuza y- y- Zero was a different team entirely, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. uh, I think of uh, Deception and Maska Troop was also internal Atlas, so Atlas USA. So uh, good
2: for I, them, I, you know. I want to say they were actually contracted out for uh, – um, Mask of deception, mask of deception, mask of truth. Because oh. I heard people saying that they would, they were hoping if Atlas um, brought over the remake that they would contract the same people.
0: Oh, okay. I stand corrected. Thank you for bringing that information because I, I just kind of assumed. But then again, their hands were full with Persona Five anyway, so I'm sure. Especially because it was delayed. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Amazing job. On that. If,
2: if you're at all interested in stories and RPGs, or you want a visual novel that has some gameplay, it's Water Ramona. Also, I can agree on that. It's pretty cheap now, and I guarantee it's going to be one of those games that, like, years down the line, it's going to be expensive. It's one of those
0: deception. Yeah, it's been like 20 bucks. It's still got the special edition. Mask of
2: Truth, too, like, is only like 30. So it's like, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about. There's certain games that, you know, like, they get really cheap because they're niche and obviously there's a lot of copies in circulation, but once they all sell out, like because of how niche they are, people aren't selling them. So the price just skyrockets. I wonder what like, you uh, were talking we were-
0: about, like a certain game the fact that the DS went out of print, like the, all the software went out of print. Uh,
2: oh yeah um posted on i had a post on reset era just like earlier today about how i was looking at the prices for solo Red the hunter and i digress but it's 300 bucks now for a new copy and there's like a listing for 400
0: now this is why Crazy. you don't buy new copies you buy used copies and get in be satisfied from that because <laughs> i just don't find it worth it to spend that much money on a video game honestly or, just- or you
2: can buy it when it's uh still in print Yes. and it's, it's cheap before it goes out of print
0: oh who knows i mean they're working on that new entry in that series maybe they'll reprint the old one <laughs> perhaps uh, uh, or put it in digital form who knows that'd be
2: well we know of game collectors digital isn't really a big big draw
0: yeah so. not really. anyways we know. uh I mean, that's, well i mean uh actually that'll lead us into the news a little bit about what the, what they potentially could do with those old games but yeah, you've yeah. been having some fun with that. But you've been also playing another visual novel. Actually, you covered this for the site, of course. Yes.
2: Uh, Science, um, Science Gate Zero. A, Zero. Science Gate Zero pushed a review for it for the Steam version. Overall consensus is it's not that much better than the console version, but it's not worse.
0: Is that a good thing. Uh, I have yeah. actually been following the uh, overall opinion on that.
2: Um, Science Gate Zero is a – well – it is and isn't a sequel to Steinsgate. Um not gonna say what the premise is because it's a bridge literally
0: of it, yeah. It
2: um if you haven't read the original Steinsgate, do not do not let that zero fool you. It is not a prologue. Do yes. not read it first.
0: I <laughs> had people who screwed up on that and spoiled themselves, so I totally understand. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like um a, it's not it's like an alternate reality or an alternate path uh, of, of it or like. Yes, it's
2: being as vague as possible i know it happens
0: myself but yeah
2: yeah there's something that happens in the true ending for the original game and the timeline branches off to where the main character failed at something and the main character succeeded at it Mm -hmm. and steins gate zero is the uh, story of the main character failing at one thing and what happened to let the true ending of the first game happened. Very vague as possible. Doesn't really spoil anything, but lets you know what the premise is if you're kind of want to know, like, why it's important that you read regular Steins Gate first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good visual novel. Has some issues. It's always had some issues with characterization. Like, it adds a bunch of new characters, but only, like, two or three of them actually get any characterization, and some of them are just... All over the place, there's an anime adaptation. It's part of this anime season. It So far, it's good. Some, so far, it's making some changes. It might actually be better than the visual novel in the end. Who knows? Good.
0: I was wondering, because obviously I can't look it up because of uh, the fact that I might play it eventually. But it's good to hear that it's a good adaptation. Well,
2: we don't know. It's only like five episodes in or something like that. And it's That's a 24 about, episode.
0: <laughs> it's
1: five episodes. Usually,
0: usually have like yeah. a decent idea of what, it, what, what the potential of it by then, right?
2: Yeah, but then you have something like, uh, what was it called? Raced. Yeah, Raced, where it was like really good for the first 10 episodes and they didn't nail the ending. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great. So you uh, never I know. You never part. know. Yeah, I remember hearing it. At
2: about least that. it has the potential to be good, unlike the uh, Chaos Child adaptation that was only 12 episodes. Uh, hey,
0: that was crap. Years
2: ago. Yeah, like uh, let's put it this way. Steinsgate, the original one, is like a 40-hour visual novel, maybe a little less if you're a fast reader like me, maybe a little more if you're a slower reader. And uh, that had 24 episodes. Uh, Chaos Child, um, it's like a 70 to 80 hour visual novel and it only had 12 episodes. Oof. Okay, So, that's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's about all I've been playing. I have been kind of finally getting back to Alan Okuseki, but that's pretty much it. And nothing really can talk about there because don't want to be... Uh, I mean, we don't even have Zero No Seki here. Yeah, so. I
0: don't want to rub it in on people that are, that's happening too. But who knows? Maybe we'll hear some news about it, perhaps on Enemy Expo or something like that. Or maybe even E3. Uh, likes Fan the
2: E3. translation is... I'm not sure if it's 60% or 70% done editing. Either way, we're getting there. So.
0: It's kind of funny you mention that because... Um, some people may remember, like a month ago, Sega announced uh, the next Sacra Wars will be coming to uh, Japan. And so uh, we got some news yesterday, a couple different news. Uh, for one thing, the fact that it's going to be a console title. I mean, there was actually a, a, during the announcement, there was something that we may have missed where the p- creator said that it was going to be coming to the latest platforms. Uh, you know, still could be somewhat vague and like, do you mean mobile still? Uh, but apparently during Sega's earnings report that they posted for the fiscal year that ended at the end of March of this year, uh, they said they had that listed as a package game, which for them means uh, console, because uh, that's broken out from... Uh, aside from uh, digital games or smartphone games uh, and, other, and other properties, like the Pachinko games, it's kind of depressing if you look at the Pachinko games because it's a Valkyria Chronicles Pachinko game, a Sakura Wars Pachinko game, uh, just all this kind of stuff, uh, and uh, a Yakuza one even. It's it's like, oh, God, uh, Japan.
2: Well, I wouldn't be really depressed about that considering We do have Valkyrie Chronicles 4 coming. So. Yeah,
0: I just yeah. mean the fact that there's that a thing that exists, you know, uh, because yeah. it, it reminds me of that report that i saw that uh the neon genesis evangelion films uh that all three of the ones so far so far that have come out uh one pachinko machine based on evangelion grossed more than those movies combined i was like okay (laughs) that's just how it is over there uh but yeah it's it's um it's on the earnings report it mentioned that it's a console game and because it's the way it's listed it'll be out by the end of march of 2019 which is great, uh, which is crazy also because they haven't shown much. It just means that we'll probably have a big reveal at Tokyo Game Show. Uh, but uh, aside from that, it's I was curious because a few years ago, uh, this team, uh, Iwakura Productions, uh, they announced that they were going to be uh, look, uh, doing a fan translation of the original uh, Sakura Wars, uh, the PC version. Uh, Of course, which thank God, there's a version of that exists there, because that obviously makes it easier for them not having to code around a difficult system. Like for example, on the Saturn, which some of those games came out on. Um, Yeah, that was a real thing. But uh, yeah, Saturn is just a nightmare uh, for anyone who even looking to hack that shit. But um, apparently, uh, the recent announcement from Sega that that new Sakura Wars game was coming uh, lit a fire into them, and they said that they're almost done with the translation. So that's going to be awesome once they put that out. Uh, to be fair, this is the same team that said that a few years ago they were working on that Fade Extra CCC uh, <laughs> translation. Um, but there's been more recent updates on that. Uh, like I think last December they had a trailer for that. So it's they've been better about sharing updates with that. But the Sakura Wars, personally, I'm way more excited for because it's definitely one of those series that could have been huge here. Like, I think Sakura Wars Five, I believe it was um it was so long my love the fifth one or is that a different game
2: uh, I'm not really oh, yeah, into that I'm series so I I'd, couldn't I'd, tell I'd, you
0: I'm gonna look this up real quick because I don't want to mess up my um but hey I'll bet you that we'll get this new
2: one I mean if they can bring over the project diva games if they can <laughs> yeah we might get this one
0: yeah exactly okay so yeah Sakura so long my love was the fifth one but I, I, I forget if it was the uh the fourth one or the third one that it was supposed to be like this big breakout title for the, uh, uh, for the international release, but it actually, they, they stopped plans uh, at the last moment. So yeah, Sakura Wars was supposed to uh, break out in the Western markets and, and try to find success there, but it kind of fell apart in the midst of all that happening. So that's a, that's a real shame. Uh, but in any case, uh, this, PC version apparently is getting close to translation, and we'll definitely be covering that if it comes out well. I might even like import a copy of it and stream it because uh, I think that that's that'd be great to be able to play through that game, uh, and you know, might as well post it for posterity. Uh, but yeah, so it's just a lot of visual novels on your side, though.
2: Uh well, pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, for me. I've been playing uh, Atelier Lydian and Sewell. Uh, I mentioned before that the reason I didn't post a review on launch day was because my computer... Because they decided to send me a PC review code, which I wish they didn't, honestly, because that's kind of difficult. I probably could have had it exchanged, but I figured I'd go with it. Uh, but my desktop computer at the time blew up, and so I had to wait till I got the parts to... Um, Upgrade, uh, to to build a new one, which took about a month. And so, since those, since that time had passed, I figured I'd kind of take my time with this and and really soak my uh uh you know stick my teeth in, into it before I try to do a review. Uh, which is nice and relaxing, considering in the past having to cover these games in such a short time has been kind of challenging, uh, especially cool. when you want to really get to know a game.
2: How's the port, you think? Because I know that um, Koei Tecmo's always had some small issues with pc ports like either there's like yeah. missing graphical options from the ps4 version i mean i play blue like reflection
0: that. on pc i know it's it's not always great uh especially on blue reflection okay. having I, I don't know actually i think it was Chow who played it um but we experienced lag during the cutscene switches you know even during the cg stuff you're like are you serious uh which is a uh, real pain. Uh, Toki didn't have the same problems. I think even like uh, was it uh, Blade Storm had that issue too. Uh, PC ports not being great. Um, but from what I I can say, it's, uh, a, it's like
1: a Koei thing. If all their PC ports are pretty garbage.
2: Well, how's Neo's PC port? I haven't really heard any like complaints about it, no. and I'd imagine it was fairly popular.
0: Yeah. I, so let me just say that um, my computer isn't the best. I did buy a lot of the latest parts when I upgraded my computer this time, but I still don't have a great graphics card. I will say when I uh, <laughs> took out my old 3.5 inch hard drive that I had, you know, they're like the really old plate style. Uh, I installed a M2 uh, SSD, which is those like, you know, flash stick style. Like it's, It looks like kind of like a sticker RAM. Uh, I used that instead. That... I noticed tremendous improvement on my performance with that game. Uh, but as far as settings are concerned, not much. You mostly just got resolution and a few other adjustments you can make. Uh, it's very basic, so it's a, almost like a straight port, really. It, it's it, There's not much to say other than it runs perfectly fine once I got that uh, setup that I had. Not that you re- need to have an SSD. It was just my own. Uh, and where, yeah, our, what game are talking about
2: here? Uh, or I'm sorry? Yeah. What game are we talking about here? Atelier or Neo? Yeah. With regards to the PC port,
0: I, I, I didn't know anyone was talking about Neo. I was talking about Atelier Liddy and Sewell.
2: Ah, well, okay. Because I was asking, like, well, how was the Neo PC port? Because oh, I haven't heard I'm it sorry. I, I,
0: I, I, uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was. I didn't know what you said. Yeah, you just confused it me PC. for a second. There, I was like, Oops. I think yeah. Kyle covered it on PC. I don't know if he did a review or anything like that, but I know he did play it because I think he recorded some footage. And from what I heard, it runs perfectly fine. Uh, there's a lot more to it. I think they put more effort into the into the PC port of that one, uh, as far as making adjustments on it. Um, but I don't remember uh, exactly well, it. I just know that he never mentioned performance issues once during his time with that thought. game. So that's good. Yeah, I think they finally figured a lot of that stuff out. Um, not saying it's perfect, but the Neo PC version came out, I think, in November so it's it's I think it's only like a recent thing that they are getting a lot better at that, but in this case it's uh uh till you so well, it's it's kind of just i'm I'm sure it's exactly like the console version, you know run smooth uh not no real lag to speak of outside of maybe the typical stuff like running around town, which is just the the whole series has always been like that there's always a little bit of lag um so not real a lot of optimization for the platform, as it were. As far as the game itself, having a good time with it. Uh, I'll have my review up, I think, tonight. Uh, I'm working on it still, and, and I'll have it posted. I think I said I would have it up by like a week or two ago, but uh, you yeah. know, things came up. Uh, but yeah, I've been having a good time. I like the uh, the way that the party system works. So I, I will still contend that Atelier... Eska and laji has the best battle system of all time or at least one of the best battle systems I played because it was great to have like the support system where you guys in the front are battling it out and you can anytime rotate them to the back line of like so there's three in front three in back actually they might have been four at one time uh, and the people in the back would cover health and mana for each round so it was great to be able to like have them always switching out and then they would support each other with like uh, follow-up attacks or follow-up defenses like they would block them uh, you're, you're party line member behind you would block you to protect you from anything being attacked uh, from any enemies attacks in this case it's just like the case where like uh based on the move you do like if i cast a magic spell the person in the back line will restore my mana for me like a little bit at a time uh just cast a spell and does that uh whereas if uh, or if they're like an attack person, uh just like their 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 class style is like they're an attack character. Uh they'll do a follow up magic attack on the enemy. So it's like you're really barraging the enemy with attacks, which is great. Uh, or if you like heal somebody else, uh if you get hit by some damage, they'll turn around and heal you up as well. So it's 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 a really cool thing. I really enjoy it. I think that's probably the best part of the Tiller series, aside from the crafting, is the fact that the battle system can be pretty enjoyable especially later on when you're unlocking like these huge combos that really go above and beyond what you'd expect it gets really over the top to the point where like you're summoning like a dragon or something like that out of the sky and it comes down and destroys everything uh it can be really fun uh and the story is okay i will say that it the downside is that uh, Atelier fierce which is <clears> a previous <throat> game uh was way more open like you literally it was like almost like an open world style game uh, in that you're roaming around giant environments and just popping up uh, tillier shops like it's like a it's like a tent you carry with you and when you get to a bonfire you would lay it down and you would have your own atelier shop right there that you can use at any time this game goes back to the traditional style like in Sophie tillier Sophie where you're just going from like zone to zone so that's kind of a bummer and that they didn't try to expand on that so much it's kind of like uh they kind of pulled back on that concept, which I don't think they should have. The maps don't look uh, as impressive as it were. So I, I think this might be a step down from Ferris, which is a shame, which is kind of funny because I think that um, a, a person from another site that I, I know, uh, Azario, which I think James, you know, uh, he said that he didn't like Ferris yeah. at all. So I don't know what, the, what my uh, opinion is on the level of everybody else's. But um,
2: yeah. Knowing him, he might have reviewed it on Vita, though, so that yeah, might
0: have. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, I don't know why he does that sometimes. Uh, but, well, yeah, it won't, just won't be, be anymore because, to... yeah, yeah, where he's at now. Yeah, I don't know. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's. Importing a lot of shit, I know that much. He has a lot of imported games. Uh, and in any case, aside from that, uh, there's a game called Girls Frontline, which is a mobile game that's kind of like an advanced war style game that you're running around nodes, to nodes. instead of like a strategy RPG. It's more like a uh, you're going from node to node, and when you approach character uh, approach an enemy, it transitions to a, a, a little cutscene that has you a line of your uh, uh, your party members attacking an enemy, and they're just firing at each other until the either one wipes out. So that's been kind of fun too uh
1: yeah i haven't played a little bit
0: of that haven't played much but yeah yeah it's it's kind of addictive it's got this weird thing that's like uh, you're like manufacturing units kind of like uh, uh as lane people have played that one that's like a super popular mobile game in japan that we've actually got an article up on the site if you want to learn more about that but it's like it's basically like uh, the it's getting bigger than kentai collection or kenko uh which is another huge mobile game actually it's like a browser game mostly in, in japan uh they're kind of taking over each other this takes a lot of those elements and tries to make its own little thing here so it's kind of fun it's more like a it's very much like a military type of game though not like warships and and, and stuff like that it's like
1: yeah it gets kind, kind of so serious things. sometimes too especially in the intro
0: yeah like yeah the art is kind of, kind of fun. <laughs> so.
1: I'm, I'm i'm surprised that it even came over considering they're like kind of, japan's like version to bringing those kind of games over
0: yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a game that definitely works for us. I mean, it's you can say that about like the the Love Live Auto Master games or some, or the Girls' Bane games. It's it's just that uh, Bane Dream, excuse me, not Girls' Bane, Bane Dreams, uh, which is another kind of like rhythm game, uh, <laughs> kind of adverse to that because of the licensing issues around it. Because there's actually it's kind of funny like that Bane Dreams game, which is based on a property that's got like an anime and stuff like that. You're basically doing the whole like you know. Uh, it's kind of like a rock band or something like that where you're holding tapping except for using your fingers to tap notes um it's got cover songs which is a lot of anime songs and i think even some like like original like uh, not original but like actual popular pop songs in there which is kind of crazy to think about that they got the rights to that stuff but that's been probably
1: why it took so long to come
0: over (laughs) probably so let's get into the news, because sure. I've, I've talked long enough about the games I've been playing. And so, yeah, actually, this is kind of a follow-up of our previous conversation. Uh, so, yeah, Nintendo revealed the news about their online service, finally, after delaying the, the service itself for months on end. So some of the interesting bits about the fact is that, yes, they're finally bringing us cloud saves, which is something People that are of- angry about that. Yeah. <laughs> So the big problem with that is that it's tied to the online service. So, uh, which is, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that just how PlayStation Plus works or? Um,
2: The reason why people are still up in arms about the way Nintendo is doing it is while you do need to pay for uh, cloud saves on PlayStation, you can back them up using a USB. And while there is just cloud saves with Xbox Live, you don't have to be subscribed to Xbox Live Gold to take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, you get two gigs or
0: something uh free yeah. yeah the more i guess that's the same yeah. with those, so playstation is that you get so much data but if you get plus you get more uh but yeah in this case it's that it's tied to the online service so you're required to pay the money to in order to back up your saves at all uh no alternative options like you just mentioned about the usb drive so that's a big problem with that
2: also, and that's not even going to be an option until like a year and a half after the system came out, which is yeah, pissing. So
0: if you got like lot. those Zelda saves, it's worse for people who have, um, whoever had issues with their Switch and had to send it in, they couldn't back up the <laughs> save. So a lot of them lost their data. Uh, all the hours they spent, like in Breath of the Wild or something like that, it's it's completely lost to time. But uh, there's other features, including um, they mentioned, uh, well, yeah, the access to the Nintendo Switch online phone app, which is exa- also the place where you do the voice chat. So clearly they're still offloading a lot of those services to smartphones, which is still. Kind of crazy to think about. Uh, they also mentioned special offers that might be like PlayStation Plus, uh, as far as like, you know, extra discounts on, on games that are on sale, that kind of thing. Which will be the only time Nintendo's Nintendo. really done a sale.
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But still.
0: Uh, you know, outside of third party, they rarely put their games on sale, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously online play. They also mentioned that uh, there's going to be a service where they're going to have. Um, NES games for subscribers, you can, you get, you get to have that. It's kind of like a Netflix type of thing. So as long as you're subscribed to their service, you have access to these 20 games, uh, that are announced so far. They said there might be more coming later, uh, but they're only, they're only the original NES games. They have not said anything about Super Nintendo or anything any other Welcome. platform is just nes right now so you'll be expecting they lot, did like, say
2: something about snes when they first announced the online i don't system. think
0: they did i think that was someone mentioned that i think they they never said that uh i think that i think someone came back and said no it's they only said uh nes and that they might uh, they i think that's it because <laughs> i think someone brought that up and i think they they got shot down by it uh, uh. which makes
1: it all the more better it's, it's, and they also said something about like a virtual console will be on the Switch, but I think that's just... like Somebody on Twitter mentioned this, and I agree with them. They're coming to come up with another name so that you can't bring your saves over or your games over from Wii U to Switch. I think that's to probably going to be what happens.
0: I mean, that's not stopped them in the past because you had to rebuy the games anyway, but I think it's it's probably more that you'll be able to... Uh, buy these old games it just won't be part of like a platform as specific as that so uh, instead of like this uh, big thing it's like because we mentioned the article when when they uh, confirmed that to Kotaku that that hasn't stopped other companies like SNK Capcom Square Enix from uh, bringing back their old games and either selling them as collections like the second Desetsu collection which includes Secret of Mana uh, or you know the SNK collection that's coming out soon um or the uh the Sega Ages collection, you know, there's all these different things. I think they just don't want to be tied to the Virtual Console s- uh, service. It'll just be like a Nintendo thing only. I think so. I think that's why Nintendo decided that's we're not going to focus too much on that. We're just going to bring the games back uh, as we so fit. So maybe Solo to Bro, uh, they'll bring that They'll have like the DS games, you know. They'll figure out a way to release digital versions of that. But getting to um. The pricing for the uh, the service itself, this will be somewhat controversial uh, in the way that it's being presented. Uh, there's different tiers. So you'll have – you'll be able to uh, – this will be – let's talk about like the actual – like how it breaks down. So for the individual membership, so your account is the one that has the online service. It's not the console. Uh, it's only that account. So, you can't say, like, have someone who owns uh, the Nintendo Switch Online service log into their account, download something, and then someone with a different account logs in and can play that game. They cannot. The way it works is that you can either sign up for the individual membership, which is for 12 months, it's 20 bucks, or for three months, it's eight bucks, for one month, it's four bucks, which is kind of the one month and three months is kind of a little comparable to actually Xbox Live and uh, PlayStation Network. In fact, it's kind of funny. But 12 months, 20 bucks, not bad at all uh when you think about it if you want a family membership though that'll get you up to eight users or eight accounts for 35 bucks that's not that bad uh but still i mean it's cheaper than obviously playstation plus or xbox live gold the only thing is that like i got my 12 months of playstation plus for 40 bucks because you just have to wait till black friday and have a subscription around that time you tend to get like a uh
1: a membership for like you know I am curious if that will happen with Switch, but I doubt it, considering how like proprietary Nintendo loves their stuff. Yeah, how they kind of keep everything inside. They said their-
2: they're going to sell subscriptions in stores, so you're going to have like you're going to have that happen a little bit because yeah. that's it
0: mean, that won't stop people from eBay uh, like selling them on eBay for cheaper prices because like, that's how I got deals on PlayStation Plus. It wasn't through Sony because they sold them at fifty bucks. It was through like. Well, actually, was sometimes also like Walmart offering deals on that stuff. Like, you know, you like you spend 40 bucks to get like a, a year's worth of that stuff, and I tend to like stock up on that. Although, to be fair, with PlayStation Plus now going back to two PS4 games, and that's it for their PlayStation Instant Games collection starting next March. I might not be so inclined to invest in PlayStation Plus, but we'll see. Uh, just because it's like it's a lot fewer games that you get, which is a damn shame. Uh, but yeah, also of course that yeah that the 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 phone will be you have to have the the mobile app in order to use voice chat. So that's the other thing. So I think, I think that's my my big takeaway from that is like yes, you're playing say twenty bucks. All you're really getting out of that if you don't have a phone near you is the fact you have online uh, access because it's like you're not paying to get access to the store because that's you know free anywhere as long as you have an internet connection. Uh, it's that you're just really paying for the online service.
2: I will say that one thing that people are going to be doing a lot of, I feel like is uh, the family plan. Like uh, you hear about people game sharing, like with accounts these days, like on PlayStation and Xbox and uh, with the way the family plan works and the way that the accounts actually work, you can legitimately add like eight different uh, Nintendo accounts, to the same family plan and split the cost of the service. Like, and everyone's going to be paying like less than five bucks a year for their online service. And that includes the NES games, the online play and all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, it's not tied to the console. It's tied to the account. So like you take the account, log into someone else's console. You'll still have the uh, Nintendo Switch online service. So, yeah, if that breaks down, that's like, what, like 450 somewhere around there? Uh, somewhere around eight, there. Times eight. Yeah. So, Yeah basically do what they were doing on Sony's platforms until Sony limited the number of, uh, uh, pl- uh excuse me, a number of, um, what, what do they call it? Uh, just, uh, activated accounts.
2: Yeah. Activated systems. Activated like I, systems. I remember it used to be that for both PSP and PS3, you could have up to five, uh, systems activate for your account and all of them could play games on it mm-hmm. then they changed it so that it could only be two ps3s one ps4 as a primary and uh two psp or Vitas.
0: yeah i remember when they changed yeah i was like uh, that's all together like what five yeah that's fine so that's yeah. that obviously that threw everything out the window for people who like to do the game sharing stuff i mean that doesn't
2: oh yeah it pissed much. off a lot of people on uh CAG, because I remember in the day there used to be a bunch of people that would like split the cost of digital games like five ways. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, so uh, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Only two of us can can take advantage of this now. Yeah, for
1: people crazy. who don't know what CAG is, it's Cheap Ass Gamer, by the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they basically uh, stopped doing that. I know some friends who used to do that as well, but like, yeah, it's not like if, once they start doing that to like Netflix or HBO, it's going to be a real shame for a lot of people too. But this is, in this case, uh it's still the case where like it's not quite out yet uh but uh the service will continue to be free the online multiplayer and stuff like that like in splatoon 2 that'll still be free until september when sh- when the service officially launches so for now enjoy the time you have to play those games but like yeah i, I don't know about those you know the 20 nes games it's like i don't <laughs> it's, i'm not interested at all because like that's the stuff that like you've got the nes classic for example like <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not like sure if there's player. any. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm not even sure if there's really any NES games I'd want to play online. Like Doctor Mario, sure, but there is better mm-hmm. versions of Doctor Mario, and you know they're gonna make one for the Switch. Yeah, so.
1: it and it's, it's, <laughs> so. yeah, and like the only online features they really mentioned was the ability to like pass and play, but if i'm playing a game like on the nes i don't think i'll find anyone else who wants to play it at the same time i do
0: yeah i don't know you want to play bill and ted's bogus adventure or whatever that's yeah that's yeah. Uh, oh, that was actually i i would be interested to see how that's aged it's awful Probably <laughs> be it's really really, it's, really it's badly. A, it's a terrible game i actually went back and saw it not long ago like maybe a few months ago and it is like some wow. avgm thing or something. I think it's a, yeah. Uh, yeah it's excellent adventure but yeah it's a it's a terrible game I do yeah. think we'll eventually get
2: SNES game. games on this, because uh, I was looking back, and I do believe that they actually did say SNES yes at first. So uh, I think they changed
1: their minds, and they're like, oh, actually, that's not going to work out. What
2: they'll probably do is there'll be an extra, like, add-on to the subscription or something, like 5 or 10 bucks more a year or something. I don't know. Do you have
1: to put a plug in, like a Sega CD or something?
0: I mean, I don't honestly because the SNES classic. I don't care about them winning back NES or SNES games except for the ones that weren't included, like Chrono Trigger, because uh, currently because they shut down the Wii U Virtual Console along with the Wii Virtual Console, there's no way to get that game anymore. Like unless you are they
2: only uh, shut read. down the Wii Virtual Console, not the Wii
0: U one. I no, think. it was on the Wii Virtual Console. Chrono Trigger was that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah is it not the S one maybe on the Wii Virtual Console in no, a certain no. region? No. I mean, unless you want to talk about Japan, but that doesn't count because obviously yeah. Japan, it's because regional, nobody, so, uh, but it's <laughs> yeah. also the, unless you have already have credit, I'm talking about because uh, the Wii virtual console, cause you can't access that on the Wii U either anymore. So it doesn't matter. Um, so like, yeah, I'm, sorry, like, I'm
1: sure more people would be like that. I'm sorry, Adam. I was going to say that like, I think more people would be interested in playing like a recent, like, uh, a Wii, a Wii, oh. uh, GameCube games rather than going all the way back to NES. I mean, I mean SNES maybe, good. but like that's I'm good. sure people would like to get rid of their Wii's and Wii U's and go straight to Switch and just play on there. And uh, backwards compatibility, like Microsoft is taking the the lead in this, and I think Sony just <sighs> way behind in Switch. I think they're just way uh, uh, coasting way too much on like the NES SNES era rather than. Uh, focusing, like, on the later consoles where people have their own, like, gems they'd like to play again and they just can't?
2: I think with how well the NES and the NES Classic did, we should have expected this. The virtual consoles themselves, while they were obviously doing okay nowhere near as well as the uh minis have done like as well as the, the SNS... classic
1: did they sure ended production in an a hurry and still haven't gone back to it when they promised well it. they
2: said they're going to and yeah. the snes classic has been they've been doing very well with making sure that there's been enough stock for the SNES yeah i classic. saw pl-
1: i saw plenty at walmart it keeps coming so in like, stock too
0: yeah on like amazon and stuff yeah. like that so that's i mean that's definitely so the case. so i yeah. Guarantee
2: there's going to be an N64 classic or something of that sort announced. That's not, not far fetched at all, honestly. Because yeah, it's, it's it's going to happen after yeah. how well the sns Classic did. Man, we might even get a, a good Game boy classic. A a I don't five know
0: five games hey, I would love for the, Game the N64. <laughs> Give me some Golden Sun on the go. That would be great. Honestly, I would love if they <laughs> well, uh, yeah.
1: Golden Sun on the go. think you could already... new Sun, That'd be uh, yeah. I say I think you could already do Golden Sun on the go.
0: That's the thing. It's like yeah. you know what what stops people from just grabbing a Raspberry Pi or something like that and not worrying about any of this stuff because already I mean they just can have online access. So like some of these things Netplay, are just like yeah. you know, uh, I guess. But it, people uh, buy for it it the You sell play. me if it's like DS games it's and Wii games and Wii U games because like the Wii. Like My Life as a Keen, I would love to have that on the Switch, for example. Because I remember, I know, Adam, you
1: played a ton of that. I played some. Yeah, I I played the heck out of some (laughs) My Life as a Keen. I never played My Life as a Dark Lord because that was like a tower defense game and it didn't really do anything for me.
0: Fun fact, My Life as a Keen, 10th anniversary today in America. So I just posted that on my Twitter account. It just reminded me that I'd love to play more of that. Uh, yeah. yeah go back right to that right, sometime that's about all the news that we've got as far as the nintendo switch online service and of course the confirmation that the virtual console has been uh not coming to the switch now you know obviously we got some crap on twitter about the fact that that sounds like it's there's no classic games ever going to come to the virtual to the switch but that's that's clearly not what the issue is it's more just that that platform has gone and they currently it's as a service as far really, as we know yeah yeah, to bring their to bring your old games over. So you know, once again, people who bought those games on those platforms, it just kind of goes to show the issue with archival. Um, because if it just ends right there, like, do you really own those games you bought? You know, because currently there's no way to. And if you d- happen to delete them, you may not be able to re-download them. So you spent money on something that just d- disappeared. So that's that's a whole other console uh, conversation for a different day. But that's kind of the big thing. Also, I yep. uh, should mention, uh, on that same note, SK came out and announced the Neo Geo Mini because <laughs> we were talking about yeah. the mini consoles. So, uh there's no RPGs to speak of on this platform. I just felt like it was it'd be kind of cool to, you know, mention this because it's, yeah, you know, it's sure people that group,
2: yeah. it, it, It's well, me, a mini talk tabletop magnet. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me let me talk first and then and then I'll get some input from you guys. I, I just don't want us to talk over each other. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's basically like actually James, you know what? I've been talking enough. I'll have you talk about it. I don't want to be just the only one here.
2: So basically it's like the other mini consoles that have been coming out, like the uh Nintendo stuff, and I think Sega announced one for the Genesis recently. Uh,
1: yeah, the one made by the console maker that's made a bunch of those kinds and they that were games. all crappy, so why not give them to this, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, anyways, this one is actually a mini arcade cabinet. Like, it's a super small screen. I mean, it, it's a novelty. I don't think many people are actually going to be playing on that little screen. It has HDMI no. out, though. It has 40 games, including all of the metal slugs you'd want to play, and uh, has support for external gamepads. So, well,
1: yeah, one of the things I uh, discussed this with somebody else when I shared it is that there's no Kina Finders 2001. Which I'm wondering if it's like some kind of issue they had with Eolith or something. Like I know that uh, Eolith and SNK had some back and forth going on, and you know that K nine 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 issue they had uh, that was just like they didn't want that kind of character that was just stolen, pretty much lifted directly from Akira, just to have him in that game. So I'm just curious if like all that headache was just oh, let's just not include King of Fighters 2001.
0: Yeah, I mean there's. There's, there's issues with like the fact that some of the biggest games on the Neo Geo were also owned by were made by Data East, which is owned by Marvelous now, so they don't have access to like Windjammers and other games like that. I mean, Dotemu, of course, put out that. Um, that port last year or remaster uh, last year for, for modern platforms. But yeah, uh, some Gun, of those types mm-hmm. of games, it's kind of weird also that hamster has been putting out some of these arcade classics like that Neo turf uh, and all
1: like the, the golf game. And yeah, that Neo-Turf, that's what I was thinking of actually right now, but yeah. happened to Neo yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like some of these big Neo geo games that are made by SNK for some reason, they didn't put them in this, in this platform despite having 40 different games. But you know, it is cool to see like these kind of like, Increasingly expensive games that are uh, on, on cart like the more recent Metal Slug games are very expensive. They're talking about like hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars for like Metal Slug X, uh, Kizen yeah. Encounter,
1: which I don't think has been released
0: on any platform since the Neo Geo. So that's kind of cool.
1: Uh, I haven't. Ex- I, like I guess Last Blade isn't included because they just did that whole like re-release thing. But yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I should. I think it actually came out on the PS2. But yeah, no, it's 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 really hard to find that stuff. But I just think yeah. it's cool that that's the case, uh, and of course that uh, upcoming the S N K collection I think has some other important games as well. But I think I guess
1: those... it's more like what's missing from it. Like they only had the first Art of Fighting. Uh, they, uh, I, oh, actually, Last Blade Two was on there, so never mind. Yeah, uh, the best
0: first, great. So that's that. Awesome, yeah, Last
1: but... Blade Two is the best one, so I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah it's that's... just uh, weird that they include all these metal slugs and Kingdom Fighters, but then they only put one version of certain games, like. They don't put the. Uh, I don't think they. Do they not have the first Samurai Showdown? I don't think so. No, they just have two, three, and four. Yeah, huh. the best. Yeah, I'm sure there's, there's like other uh, there's PlayStation Two uh, collections, Wii collections, and all that to have those games. But it's still like the main drawback I have with this thing is, of course, the it has to look like a cabinet, so it has the screen and stuff. And you'd think it, they would just go with a set top box, and that way it would lower the price, but. They just would rather go for the novelty factor over like a price, uh, like a lower price. I
0: mean, I honestly, personally, I think that's fine because even if it means it's a little bit more, it's also something different. It's not just your typical set-top plug-in-and-play box that other platforms have done, other console manufacturers have done. It's nice to see them actually do something different with it. And actually, I personally we we'll probably play it that way a lot of the time because it's even if it's a 3.5-inch screen, it's still pretty cool to have it just sitting there at any point. You can just lean over and start playing some Metal Slug. I mean, you'll be using, like, your thumb and your index finger a little bit and, like, tipping with, like, your tips of your fingers to hit the little arcade stick keys. But I still think that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, and it's, it's like, you don't always need to have that connected to your... Um, your your TV or your monitor in order to enjoy it that way.
1: So I think that- yeah, I guess it's it's also uh, it's also, also of a uh, hmm? uh, where if oh, they no. can where they can fit it. Like uh, it, if you have like everything in your uh, entertainment center planned out, it's I guess you uh, it just it's not going to be for everyone. I'm I'm sure it was going to be for everyone in the first place, considering it's Neo Geo. But uh, here's hoping they didn't make a mistake buying including that form factor because i i'd really like to see them like either expand this or um add more games onto it or come up with like a better alternative
0: i mean there's there's a very little chance that they'll do that because you know as in sega and, and uh nintendo have not done it for their platform so why would they do it here it kind of reminds me of what was that uh neo geo the other one that came out that gold the gold yeah that was the. It thing was like a handheld device, and they didn't really do mm-hmm. that. I think was the issue. Also, and it was like it realized.
1: was like not even the good games, like, like not even the good versions of those games. In many cases, it was just a lot of the same games that we played on different places, just in this expensive handheld that you couldn't add more games onto. Yeah, that's kind of a shame.
0: I mean, obviously, I'm sure someone will learn how to hack that thing open anyway, the Neo Geo Mini, and be able to add a lot more games on that. I'm
1: kind of curious if it's just going to have the same layout as an NES Mini or SNES Mini, where it has the same innards of like a Raspberry Pi. If so, like I'm sure a lot of people will, like just jump on that yeah, just it's for that. All,
0: like meme on there, a meme on there, not meme. Yeah, <laughs> install memes on there, install <laughs> meme on there. Because uh, like, there's some the, the the big thing was that the fact that like um, there's a lot of cave games I like to have on there because the shooters obviously like Pro Gear and and Dun and uh You know all these old arcade games. Like there's not enough shooters on the scene, it kind of feels like they need to have a lot more shooters. Uh, in this yeah. case, it's it's. Definitely going to be a metal slug machine, which I would perfectly fine on a three point five inch screen. I'm sure those visuals look insanely good, so I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Still, I mean, I'm still going to pick it up. I think when it comes out, just because I'm kind of. Upset. I'll
1: take a look, but I'm not sure if I will because a lot of those games are on like Steam and stuff, but. I'm sure uh, for somebody like you who doesn't mind that kind of form factor, uh, it probably is a good purchase. You
0: don't, you don't like that form factor at all. So I'm not no, shocked to hear that you're not interested in that. Like stuff.
1: squinting is just not my thing. Is for handheld to games. Like I always want to play on a big screen. So that's Switch why. Switch and spoiled
2: me
0: i mean yeah i was gonna say like the the vita screen isn't small i don't know if i've ever squinted looking at that i I understand the whole like the the smaller form factor for like a console style game it doesn't work out that's the problem with sony when they marketed the vita is that they kept thinking people want to play console games on the vita it's like nope not really want to make a game uh, we wanted to play games that were
1: built for that platform same with like the switch and they made it so like nobody would ever want to leave the house so they didn't Really make it as portable as it could have been, uh, and also the memory cards. But that's besides yeah, the yeah, point. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's what makes the Switch better: is that it takes micro SD, not stupid proprietary garbage. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy when you think like a 200 a gigabyte micro SD for like you know seventy bucks or something like that. When you look at like a PlayStation, it's like a hundred gig was like over a hundred dollars, <laughs> just terrible across the board.
1: Yeah, um, that yeah. memory stick duo. Oh yeah, and also you. We was
2: adapters today. for that, though. Yeah, for the sick, Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, adapters. I mean, obviously, recently people have found a way to hack it so that you can just use whatever <laughs> micro But it was it came about
1: yeah. like after everyone. Their beat is behind for the most part. Yeah,
0: remember on the the PSP had this problem too, where it's like you didn't know if the memory stick you bought was legitimate, <laughs> so a lot of the time it was just like didn't, it was a
1: pirated, or like you a, buy a, a Chinese
0: liquid? poor made man's a uh, poor man's uh, copy of it and so it might not work at all. That was the big issue, yeah. remember, on that. Is the- I couldn't remember
1: if you uh, were if you had that problem with search on. I did. Searching- I, did.
0: Uh, I, <laughs> it I ran into it. But let's get into the other piece of news we've got here. We've only got a couple more. This is actually a bit of a slow news week. Um, Square Enix is hosting their own press conference once again. After three years uh, since the last one, uh, they announced they're going to have something big to show on June 11th, which is the Monday, uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific time, starting there. I uh, don't know how long it'll be. It, it's, it's probably, probably some you know, kind of direct thing.
1: That's what people are guessing. It's like, I mean, person. that's just based it's on the kind
0: of, image itself, but they said live yeah. from E3. So it's it potentially could still be like a, a little, like a uh, small press gathering presentation. It like
1: could that. be like something like how Sony did it over New Year's, where it's like just people gathered around talking about stuff, but not really in front of a crowd as much as just having their own little like kind of chat, like, you know, how Xbox, um, inside Xbox is kind of thing. No, I mean, I uh, who knows? Uh, but yeah, who uh, knows?
0: Uh, Besides from that, let's speculate about something more important than what the venue will be. Uh, it's more about what the games that they'll show. So we know for a fact mm. they're definitely going to have Shadow of Tomb Raider. I'm sure they're going to have Kingdom Hearts 3 because they've got to have that there. Uh, Final
2: Fantasy seven Remake, probably some... At least info for that
0: some info, maybe some that of the uh, what ends with you, final remix that's a thing people, keep yeah. Uh, a final I mean, remix, excuse me. Uh, so
2: considering near automata was announced at the first well, the last one they did, I mean, really, almost anything could be
0: announced this time, yeah. And that was also the that same presentation, is when they revealed the first a near project. remake. Well, the first <laughs> they revealed I mean, the first I mean, project from uh, Tokyo RPG Factory, I am Satsuna. They revealed that there. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, as you say, like, I guess, could be... I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: I, I would not be shocked if this is where we get the Western localization announcement for, uh, Scarlet, um, saga Scarlet grace.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we already know what's happening. I mean, they already this said producer. it was going to happen, so might as well have some kind of uh, presentation. So. Oh, don't, don't say they, just say the, the producer, because
0: they just kind of slipped it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, experience. I mean,
1: not trying
0: to. pulling the, uh, not
2: trying to be what's, that. What's the director of the Dragon Quest series approach? Like, they didn't, from my understanding, they had no plans to localize the 3DS uh, remakes of, uh, seven and eight. And then he said, oh, yeah, we're totally doing that. And it's
1: like, crap. <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally up. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's
1: easy. Yuji Hori is the designer. I'm not sure who the t- producer would be. Hmm. Isn't it? I think it
2: was Hori that mentioned oh, it okay. during an event in like France or something. But yeah,
1: they have other games too. Like the second Life is Strange. They might talk about Life is Strange too. I mean
0: yeah I mean it's it's the same as like you know whenever Saito is trying to keep Yakutaro out of control <laughs> just like you never know what's going to happen uh, but yeah the remake that's possible if you want to reach a little bit further I would also love to I want to see more uh, Left Alive I want to see more Left Alive. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. but yeah. that's—I mean—I don't know. Uh, that's hard to say. That might be saved for Tokyo Game Show because that's still yeah. like a yeah. very much a Japanese productions kind of thing. Uh, but we'll hopefully we get something. that I oh, expect
2: like for God. them to cover. Well, Hunter, I mean, Nier Automata was super Japanese, and it oh, super was cool. announced. Uh, super, both. It's, but it's also
0: it was also Nier was one of those games that uh, probably was more successful in the West anyway. Uh, so it's kind of hard to say. I guess. Okay. I don't know. They probably, probably will. Won't. Like, they'll we probably didn't get cover Mission Five. So. <laughs> Which is the damn shame.
1: They probably cover a lot, like the more Octopath Traveler right before release too. Yeah, Octopath so, Traveler—that's
0: yeah. another guaranteed one there. I would love to see them uh, reveal like um, maybe Final Fantasy Tactics or even Xenogears coming to Steam because maybe
1: that'd be great. Uh, I was going to say maybe a public apology for Secret of Mana. I would
0: love to see the oh. next Mana game because they keep teasing that. I mean, public mm. apologies. Santa <laughs> doesn't deserve one. Chrono Trigger does. <laughs> Cause that's, that's here's
2: the... here's a crazy, crazy, probably not going to happen, but maybe it will. Maybe they'll announce that they're going to port some of the older Kingdom Hearts games to Switch. Uh,
0: I don't know, because mm. like, they didn't do that for Xbox, despite Kingdom Hearts 3 coming to Xbox. 'Cause they said it's a very sure. much a PlayStation kind of uh property for them. So they didn't they
2: didn't Well but the there game. has been a Kingdom Hearts on a Nintendo platform in the past. Yeah,
0: yeah but like they not even realize. like Final Fantasy ten came out on not Xbox, you know? And that's like a platform like uh, that's a game that Re-changing could have been perfect memories. on there despite like you're talking about like 13 and 15 both being on the pl- Xbox platforms and they still didn't bring it over either. So it's,
2: it's I don't I don't really expect it to happen. I'm just saying yeah. that.
0: No, I, I sorry. I'm just knows? approaching this with a little bit of logic. But I also I'm toying totally with you. That'd be cool. I would love to see that. Or I even bring like uh you know those Nintendo games over. <laughs> Change some memories. I don't know. It could be like uh, Kingdom Hearts on the PC would be interesting. Oh, that could be possible. I mean, what else is there? Yeah. Like, what else would they talk? I I forget was Seda or Adam, the other Adam was talking about like what they could, do, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: just cause four, that. That's not an RPG.
0: That's, but that was,
1: that was part of that leak, right? Uh, that that was, yeah. that was possible. That's yeah. What I mean? Uh, and Bethesda trying to skirt around the fact that they announced rage 2 but they're using the same pink paint thing uh, they don't have to
0: skirt around it they basically lean they're leaning into it in the best
1: yeah. of way I mean, like trying like trying to act like that just happened kind of thing oh, but like they know uh, they, open they're secret I think they,
0: they're pretty much like just playing it up at this point but there's going to be a reveal for yeah. that by the end of the month anyway but that's um may 14th.
2: The most recent teaser image they had paint saying May 14th. So yeah,
0: May know. 14th, that was it. Yeah, so just a couple days. So we'll find out more about that. Anyway, uh, yeah, June 11th. We'll have the coverage of that, of course, up on our, our, on our social media So accounts.
2: exciting. I'm sorry? So exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's That's uh, what we're going to get. It's going to be crazy. Uh, it's going to make for a good week, which is crazy because it kind of – uh, it goes against Sony announcing their press conference, which makes it seem like it might be more of a direct because it seems like they're going to just focus on four different games, no hardware reveals. They said, uh, it's going to be, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm curious Super if that'll Shima, be, uh, Spider Man, uh, uh, was it? Last of Us 2. I'm sorry, The Last of Us, Last of Us 2.
1: Part two. yeah, two. I, part, part two. I maybe that'll be the one where they go back to that kind of talk show format. Oh, and also,
0: um, Death Stranding. That was the fourth game I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be crazy. I'm looking forward to seeing more about Death Stranding. That's gonna be nuts.
2: Maybe we'll finally see gameplay this
1: year. Yeah, I would love to see nope.
0: Left Al- I would also love like to like to see uh, Left Alive as well. And by the way, that would be cool. That's from the creators yeah. of uh, Front Mission. And yeah. what was
1: the other one?
0: front Mission and what was the other game? I'm trying to think about it. I'm gonna pull this up because it's gonna bug the crap out of me if I don't remember what the other thing is that they got. Oh, I think it's probably just because I uh, it was the artist, uh, Yoji Shinkawa. If that was the thing I was thinking of, uh, that's gonna be sweet. Looking forward to it.
1: Uh, actually, yeah, it's a it's set. Italia, 1944. Maybe I'd like to see more Dragon Quest 11. As long as it's not Dragon Quest,
0: uh, excuse me, not like front mission involved. Yeah, Dragon Quest 11. That's another guaranteed thing to be there for sure. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some good news about that, and, and maybe yeah. we'll hear if they make any other changes to the localization of that. But maybe we already we'll know there's going to be a dub, like they're going to have voice lines and whatnot. Yeah, English, like accents again. Exactly. Also, um, part of that leak that uh, that we're talking about, which was a Walmart Canada leak, mm-hmm. that they posted a bunch of like boxes for games that uh, weren't announced yet. Well, among those was Dragon Quest Two. Which people didn't remember in Japan, it was Giant Quest One and Two and Three were all released in Japan last year for PS4 and 3DS. So we might be getting those versions as well, which would be crazy good.
1: Or it could just be, uh, wasn't it? It's not Bill's didn't of State. didn't you say it
0: what, if it was the case,
2: wasn't the way it was released in Japan was at least like one of those games? That I think you could literally just.
1: Play, yeah, to the credits like, of
0: Dragon Quest Eleven, you got the code for it. I think it was something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that we had uh, one, two, and three as a Dragon Quest collection. So I, I, I was hoping since like, like they had that uh, small dinky sword that came with, although also with a wand or something. I remember like that? Yeah, that had like cool box art to it too. The Dragon Quest. Yeah, it was like it. a blue box and had all these like designs all over it. And yeah. I just so crazy I mean, that, that
2: they managed to release a. Uh, bundle of both the 3ds and ps4 versions of dragon quest XI in one box yeah and
1: uh here's hoping they change their minds about the that's they're not they won't but
2: we'll get what might happen is uh during the treehouse i know they said they're going to talk about maybe some 3ds games so they might pull a Samus Returns and announce a few 3DS games coming to the West then, and maybe Dragon Quest Eleven is one of those because Nintendo published the 3DS uh, Dragon Quest games. So.
0: Positive, yeah, the fact that they're like still heavily invested in the 3DS up until 2019 um, just goes to show that they need like they need titles to do that. They can't just rely on, say, indie titles or something like that. So Dragon Quest Eleven would definitely be one of those games that they would really benefit from. So even if Square Enix says they're not... Bringing it over, as you just said, they're the ones that help localize like the Dragon Quest uh, DS and 3DS games. So it's like, definitely possible that they'll do it here, and they probably could. Nintendo could during... pay for it. I mean, I I'll... would not be surprised if they also yeah. announced during the three uh, one the next Bravely Default. You know that that might be possible because yeah. they were teasing that around uh, the Christmas stuff. You know the, the ornament. It seemed like Octopath was like taking over Bravely Default, but I it's guess not. Yeah. no, that's a totally different <laughs> group. <laughs> that's the Acabus. No, group. I just. They're not taking over.
2: Isn't the director the same though?
0: No, they're not involved at all. Hmm. They're barely involved. That's that's oh, the people oh. who got confused. They thought it was the case, but they're barely involved. It's like uh, I think it's yeah. like the producer or something like that. But I it turns it's anyway. It's,
2: it's segue. Speaking of 3ds games that are suspiciously absent. Because, but there's other versions of said 3ds game being localized. This is a terrible Monster Hunter. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, that's that's a thing.
0: uh, Oh, sorry. Let me just Uh, let me just set this up properly. Because I want to cut you off. (laughs) Why? Uh, So, uh, Monster Generations Ultimate. Yes. So, Capcom announced this. It came out in Japan last year. People were upset because Monster Oh, Let me
1: talk. Double cross.
0: Guys, let me talk. Monster World uh, was released for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and eventually PC. It'll come to as well. Uh, a lot of Nintendo fans were upset because it wasn't coming to their platform, which they said that it was because Monster World was in development late. Uh, and so they couldn't they didn't have enough time to release it when the switch came out uh, or when they didn't even know it existed when they were working on it. Uh, so now they are bringing over in Japan. It's called Monster Double X. Uh, Double Cross. Bring it over here so let, let let me let you talk about this james obviously because this is your baby
2: <laughs> okay so uh we baby. actually have a review for this up on the site uh yes. back in late 2017 well not really late more around august september we didn't think we were going to get this localized at least i didn't think so and a lot of uh, folks in the switch community actually were importing it because it's a port well an upgraded port of the uh same game, Monster Hunter Double Cross on the 3DS. It came out in Japan March 2017 on the 3DS, so we're getting it quite a bit of ways uh, after it came out in Japan. And it's a, an, the g rank version of uh, Monster Hunter Generations. If, if you're new to the Monster Hunter series, maybe you just started Monster Hunter World. Um, what's usually the case is that Capcom will, will release a new version of a game, and then they'll have a re-release of it that includes more content, like more monsters, more subspecies, maybe some new like flagship monster, and it'll have a new rank of difficulty for quests. So like in regular games, you'll have low rank and high rank. In the G-rank version of the games, or over here in the West, the ultimate versions of the games, they have G-rank, which is much harder and is basically the end game that a lot of Western uh, Monster Hunter fans are used to because over the last couple of years, We've almost always just gotten the Ultimate versions of the game, like uh, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on 3DS, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, stuff like that. So this one is the Switch port of uh, Monster Hunter Double Cross that came out in Japan in August or September. I'm not sure if it was one of those. uh, It was
1: December. Was Try nothing like 3 Ultimate?
2: Uh, Try was actually a massively... it was the biggest change to the franchise before i'd say world because you had a few new weapons you had the switch axe and well actually it was just the switch axe then i think and a lot of older weapons actually weren't playable in the original trial like you didn't have the gun lance you didn't have the hunting horn mm-hmm. and uh a lot of weapons you just couldn't use. Uh, Three Ultimate added all of those weapons back and also added in a bunch of monsters that weren't in Try. Like, Tri only had, like, 18 large monsters or something like that, whereas Three Ultimate had more than double the amount of large monsters. You had a bunch of returning monsters, you had a bunch of new ones, and it was a, uh, for a long, well, it was a, yeah, big, big difference compared to Try. Um, This one, again, is the upgraded version of Monster Hunter Generations, which itself is building off of a bunch of the framework that Monster Hunter 4 and 4 Ultimate had. And It has these... uh, It's a bit confusing, I'm guessing, to fans that just started with Monster Hunter World, but even though this is coming out in the West after World, it is uh, very much a port of a 3DS game. So a lot of the quality of life changes that if you maybe you've used to if world aren't going to be there like if you're drinking a potion you can't move you're locked in that animation there's loading zones between different areas in the map so it's not like everything's seamless so that's both like awesome for <laughs> if you're like bad at the game and not so awesome because it's less uh immersive i guess <laughs> yeah and uh all sorts of stuff like that It's a big upgrade from the 3ds version. Like I did a preview when the demo for the Switch version just came out in Japan, like almost a year ago or something. Well, not almost a year ago, but a little uh, nine months ago, something like that. And I kind of compared and contrasted the retail 3ds version of Double Cross to the demo, and I found out that there were some big changes, like in geometry in the areas, big changes in textures and lighting was a bit different, all sorts of stuff. So even though support it is a good like it's more of like a remaster almost for the switch so that's cool um if you're coming from world the big thing that you need to know is that tons more monsters less um, quality of life (laughs) compared to monster world like lots of changes um we're actually doing an article right now um where we're going to be comparing contrasting what the differences are and if you you're a fan of world if you should go get generations ultimate when it comes out because they aren't going to be for like the game's not going to be for everyone that enjoyed world.
0: It's definitely for those games, the people that have been kind of following the series, uh, the portable version of the series for quite a while, but it's still cool. I mean, obviously world is there for people who want it, but definitely for switch owners, this seems like a gigantic game with like pretty much way more monsters in it. so that seems like that's going to be what people who are more getting, who maybe liked world a lot and want to really dive deep into the series. This seems like the perfect opportunity for that. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to be interesting because this will be the fourth time I'm playing through the game because I yeah. <laughs> played the original Monster Hunter Cross. I played through the uh, Monster Hunter Generations, the localization for review back in the day. And uh, I didn't play through. I played through a Monster Hunter Double Cross on 3DS. Well, technically, this will just be. Yeah, this will be my fourth because I played through Double Cross yeah. on the 3DS and the Switch and you had save transfer. And I'm gonna to have to start from well you technically
1: using here. yeah
2: well technically, I can transfer my save data from generations or I can transfer yeah. it from cross to generations using custom firmware and then transfer that generation save to this but <laughs>
0: God, what to that did they did they confirm anything regarding because I had someone who asked this to me earlier, I, actually, uh, I actually I actually um reached answer. out to uh
2: Yuri, the the uh, Monster community guy at uh, com uh, USA, and he <laughs> said that there isn't going to be uh Worldwide servers this time around. So, like Monster World, you can play between North America, Europe, and everywhere else, basically. And uh, this time around, it's going to be pan Western, and Japan's going to be in their own little bubble. Oh, so, so
0: this, it's not going to be like, you know, people who imported the copy, they won't get English support or anything like that? Nope,
2: not going to be like that.
0: And uh,
2: <sighs> considering some of the other small changes they made with Generations, like it was a silly change, but. There's this monster called a Kelby and it's in world they're deer. you can knock them down and then skin them to get their horns and the original cross you could actually kill them in uh generations you'd only uh, stun them now so, stuff like that not a big deal That's but kind uh, of
0: I mean just the fact that this is like the first time it's like the, the first time Nintendo went region free outside of like the DS uh, that this
2: yeah is and I, I know a lot of hardcore monster hunter fans especially like with the 3ds unless you had it didn't, you really couldn't get Double Cross. But with the Switch, I mean, with with the way that Capcom was talking, it sounded like, oh, we're probably never going to get it. And it's like, there's a lot of people that I know just imported it because it's like, well, I played through Generations, so I kind of know what the menus are, so it's not going to be a big deal. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to do very well. I mean, knowing Monster Hunter fans, even though they're going to groan grown about playing through it for a third or fourth time, I mean, they're going to play through it a third or fourth time, so... <laughs>
0: I guess, I mean, at least there, yeah. I guess there'll be like more guides, like English content, guide content for people who who are having trouble with that version in Japan uh, and able to rely on it, I guess.
2: Uh, I mean, like uh, Gaijin Hunter already a bunch of guides out for Monster Hunter Double Cross. So it's like a lot of that's going to slot right in for uh, Generations Ultimate. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, one of my big things when I reviewed the game was it's great but it's not for people new to the series. You really have to be a hardcore fan for it because even like there is that language barrier, which isn't going to be a big issue for people that are all that were already fans of the series. But again, that doesn't matter now, but it's just, uh, it'll be interesting seeing, like, I I still don't think, even with it being translated, this will be the best Monster Hunter to get newcomers into it, because there is some quality of life changes from the older 3DS games, but compared to World, it's, like, so much more obtuse, and I I don't know. It'll be interesting seeing the... uh, in a post monster hunter world um world what the uh, uh, reception will be
0: it. Yeah uh and no obviously monster hunter world is still there for people who really want to play it uh still an excellent game i need to get back to it because i've been hearing such great things about it especially after that recent raid that josh did it looked exciting cold wrath to uh, still
2: need to get to it yeah exactly. damn you Mon- damn you capcom timing time your events when i'm out of state <laughs>
0: Timing of the event seems kind of off anyway and i've uh you know yeah. speaking of events that dark souls remastered test server apparently that went up yesterday um people are kind of mixed about it because it seems like a lot of it is using the pc version of the game with 60 frames per second uh like 60 frames um and there's still and f- issues with bad textures in it apparently too and uh, not so much the textures
2: it's the way the lighting works and how the the uh lighting maps well the uh, reflection maps work on the uh, models and like some areas of the game because of the new lighting system look really really nice like digital foundry kind of went over this and they're like yeah the game looks different in some places it works worse but in other places it does look better and it really depends on the situation and i don't know i'm probably not going to play it on i'm not going to get remastered like uh, there's been some rumors that the Switch version was going to be using the old lighting engine, if that still stays the same after this uh, delay, I'll get that but yeah. if they decided to delay it to change the lighting engine I'm going to be a little bit salty
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. this is uh, quite the event going on right now, so hopefully we we'll are hear some good news about that, <laughs> especially Blighttown <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I don't know if anyone's gotten to that, if that's even available on the test server, but um It'll be interesting to see whether the reaction to it is, because uh, that's been kind of the big question. If people don't remember Dark Souls. Blighttown was the one where everything chugged like a mother. So yeah.
2: we'll
1: see what Better happens. Better
2: on PC, but the old PC version even had to choose staying steady at 60. Staying steady at 30 wasn't a big deal. But well, I've
1: heard people 30. say that Blighttown's pretty much uh, smooth now, but... I guess we'll have to see if that stands up to uh, a retail release. So yeah, or the Switch version
0: for that matter. Um,
1: yeah,
0: because that'll be important. Uh, and in any case, that's kind of it for the news. Um, we'll get into where you guys can find us now. You can always find us on RPGSite.net. Where let me just shout out a couple of reviews that we've been doing that we've done on the site. So. Those who've been working on those can get that. So of course we got the Steinsgate Zero review that you did, uh James.
2: Don't read it before reading Steinsgate or at least watching the original anime adaptation. I know I put a review and I put a disclaimer in the review itself, but seriously, don't. <laughs>
0: don't don't bother with it. Uh also we've got the that Dragon, Dragon's Crown Pro review. I think we already mentioned that, Cosmo put that up there. Uh Brian did the Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire review. Uh he seemed to really enjoy that. So we have got that. Uh Already this morning, Alex Seedhouse, who helps us from time to time on the site, he put up his review for the Council, Episode 1. He said he will be doing Episode 2 as well, which is uh, releasing next week, so we should have something on that. And then, of course, uh, uh, Adam, other Adam, uh, (laughs) he did his uh, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux Changes and Additions feature. He did that also for, I think it was Radiant Historia. Uh, so actually, yeah that sounds about right I think he did that Yeah, uh, he did like a, a changes uh, articles people want to know what the difference between the original Strange Journey and the Redux that's there and uh, also Liz did a uh, feature about in defense of fetch quests in RPGs so if you're interested in that be sure to read those articles oh, we got all that up on the site you can also find us on our Twitter account at RPG site you can find us on Facebook facebook.com slash RPG site net Our YouTube channel, youtube.com, such rpg site net. You can find us on iTunes, your favorite podcast app to search for TetraCast. Our permanent Discord link, discord.me, such rpg site. We opened an E3 channel recently, so people who want a place they can hang out and talk about all the speculation regarding E3, whether it's about Square Enix, what they got planned, Sony, or anybody else, uh, be sure to hop on there. Uh, You can talk with us and everyone else. It's pretty active. Uh, lastly, we'd like to share where you can find us on Twitter. So where can they find you, Adam?
1: You can find me at a. M. Reese, amreese, A-M-R-E-E-S-E. Okay. James?
0: You can find me at the
2: sweet at T-H-E-S-W-W-E-E-T.
0: You can find me at Zachary. So that's it for this May 12, 2018 edition of the TetraCast. Thank you, Adam and James, for playing a part of this one. Uh, and for everyone else, thank you for listening, and catch us next week for another edition of the TetraCast. Bye, everyone.